Oh, they were mad. They were definitely mad. Make no mistake about that. I heard it afterward. But they sure went about being mad the right way, didn't they? Good morning to you. Good. Wednesday morning, I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer Daily Shots of Steelers. Pirates in the same place that you found this. Penguins, three. Jets, zero. They did it again. Meaning they face a top team. They get all stoked for it. They defend. They do all kinds of little detail type things with precision. In this case, bordering on perfection. And they make you believe all over again that this is all, you know, plausible. They've now, get this, shut out not just Winnipeg. They've also shut out the Avalanche and the Golden Knights. I mean, these are are the teams that are sitting up there at the top of the West. It doesn't matter. They can close out anybody when they put their minds to it. And only after they're sufficiently humbled. Meaning they'll look at video beforehand or they'll know of a team's reputation. And they'll say, wow, if we don't play a certain way, we're going to get smoked. We're not really in the mood to get smoked. Whereas, here's the Sabres, here's the Senators, here's the Coyotes, and we're just going to... Do our thing here and see if we can get away with doing our thing. But in this circumstance, there was another variable. Brandon Dillon of the Jets has been someone who's, he's got a reputation, certainly with the Penguins, for being not just dirty, but at times filthy. We saw it when he was with the Capitals. We saw it when he busted Teddy Bluger's jaw, pretty much derailed Teddy's career, which on a positive note is back on track very much so with the Canucks. And now there was this in the second period. Nolachari was skating through the neutral zone. Dylan came across looking either for a big hit or to hurt somebody. I mean, I'm not in his head to know which one it is. I do know what the result was. He got his shoulder squarely into Achari's head, spun him around with the force of this contact, and most frightening by far, uh, especially, I would imagine, for those of us in the building, Achari then went face first to the ice, like almost Kevin Stevens style, except that you could see his gloves and, and elbows to an extent break the fall, even if that was unconscious. But he hit hard. He was stumbling. It was, yeah. So Dylan gets tossed on a major penalty that upon review became a match penalty. And if you're familiar with the NHL's rules, you can score as many times as you want. There's no the power plays over because you score thing. For the first three minutes, it looked like, well, basically just another Pittsburgh power play. Then Eric Carlson works the puck down low to Jeff Carter. Carter reaches all the way around Connor Hellebuck to tuck it home. That put the Penguins ahead 2-0. 
A minute later, Sidney Crosby fanned on an attempt to get the puck in front. It made it to the front anyway, kind of slowly. Jake Gensel sends it across the crease, and Brian Rust roofs it over Hellebuck 3-0. And that was, of course, your final score. Now, when you see the way Rust celebrated, almost looking angry, as opposed to just animated, you might have thought that had something to do with Dylan. I checked with Rust. It didn't. He was very happy to get the goal. He hasn't had all that many goals since he came back from his injury. But upon talking to a few other guys in that room, yeah, they they felt not only that they wanted to score for Achari and for what had happened, but that they needed to. This was Jake. You never want to see a guy go down like that. It's not a great hit, so for us to to get two goals, it's, that's the best way to go out and get back at him. And believe me, the comments about this were much more colorful off the record and behind the scenes. They knew, just like the Jets knew, which is why their comments were equally muted. They also know that there's very little chance that Dylan's going to be playing when these teams meet again Saturday night in Winnipeg. He's going to get suspended. I'm as cynical as they come when it relates to the NHL's hilariously named Department of Player Safety, but they've got no choice with this one. There's no gray area to be found here. But you know, that's also why this makes for a compelling, and I would argue timely, example for the Penguins. If you'll recall when Mike Sullivan took over as head coach early in the 2016-17 season, one of his main points of his preachings was to turn the other cheek, to get back at the opponent, to back off the opponent by punching home a power play goal or two or three. That's how it went in those really nasty series that they'd have with the Capitals or the Blue Jackets. They'd just go about their business, win the game, shake the hands. So whatever amount of emotion influenced that power play performance, whatever inspiration these guys found before this specific game to defend the way that they did, this is, this is it, my friends. This is it. They know this. I think they know this. I know that the head coach knows it. I know that the team's leadership knows it. But as I've been calling out for a while here, it's a matter of getting everybody to not only know it, but to invest in it, to make it happen. We'll see. We'll see. When we come back, J1Q. Today's J1Q comes from Michael, who says, DK, who's going to be the next call-up from Wilkes-Barre Scranton to fill in for Noel Achari, and will it be a fresh face? Before I, I take that directly, Michael, I feel like I should offer an update here on Achari's status. I I was in the room last night with Mike Sullivan, and I really wasn't of the mind to just take one of those upper body injury explanations. You know, I understand that's the hockey culture and whatever, but 
this was something that played out in a frightening way in front of 18,000 Pittsburghers live. And I, I just wanted to get some sense for what the severity was. So the way I asked that in figuring that at least there's a chance I'd get an answer to this question was, was he hospitalized? Was he taken, you know, for additional treatment outside the facility? At which point Sullivan kind of gently shook his head and said, no, no, he's doing okay. We'll see. He's going to be evaluated here, but he's doing okay. So that at least had me feeling and hopefully you feeling better about uh, Achari's health after what was seen at PPG Paints Arena last night. As far as a replacement, and boy, I actually hope there is a replacement because I don't want to see anybody recover too quickly and be back on the ice and back in action after something like that. Since we're talking about a fourth-line player, we're talking about someone who's capable of stepping in on draws if needed, and we're talking first and foremost about a penalty killer. I've said this on this show countless times, but the fourth line is basically a storage unit for penalty killers, for NHL coaches, and the Penguins are anything but an exception. So I'd be thinking more along the lines of a Jonathan Gruden than I would say a Sam Poulin. Sam would excite more people. Sam would have everybody thinking, yay, we're going to see the first rounder and he's going to bust out or whatever. This isn't the time, especially when you have to be feeling that you've found some defensive footing here between this game, the Montreal game just before the break, and a couple others. The Penguins have been playing much better as a group defensively. It hasn't been spotless. It hasn't had breaks in the action, so to speak. But it's been better. So I'd be thinking a lot more about the Wilkes-Barre defensive forwards, about the, the grinders and the guys who would be a lot more similar to Achari himself. I don't believe we're going to find that out today because after this game last night, Sullivan canceled the practice that was supposed to be had. A nice little reward for everybody. And then they're going to practice on Thursday and then fly up to St. Paul, Minnesota, where the game against the Wild will be played the following night. So that's when you're going to see this stuff play out. It's a two-game trip, and you're obviously going to need that individual in tow. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. And once more, here's wishing for the safest, healthiest possible recovery for Achari. A good dude who's really, really respected by his teammates. Let's do this again tomorrow.